Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. You are Locked On Wild, your Minnesota Wild, every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Joe Bully from ZoneCoverage.com, and with me is Tony Abbott from ZoneCoverage.com as well. Tony, how has your weekend been going? How are you today? Ah, uh, my weekend. Uh, so uh, I, I got a, I got a, I got a shout out to uh, to a fallen to a fallen friend. Uh, pouring one out tonight for uh, for my uh, for my laptop. It was uh, it was with me for many years through uh, through many posting wars the thomas fanic posting wars uh the uh what other posting wars have i gone through a lot of posting wars the matt dumba posting wars oh my gosh (laughs) it was uh it was it was on the front lines for that one it was with you through thick and thin on that um and uh the palmanville posting wars yeah yeah uh the the niederreiter posting were there posting there were posting wars on there were some yeah. yeah 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 there there was there were there were people posting about Nino at at some was, point. Was there any Spurgeon posting wars? Not really. I think Spurgeon. Uh, I I think I think for a little while, people weren't totally sold on Spurgeon. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think it was ever as bad as like some of the other posts. No, definitely not. Nobody ever hated Spurgeon. They were just like, I don't realize how good he is yet. Right. Hmm. So. Is there any other ones maybe? Uh, there was some Mike Yo stuff. Yeah, there were there were Mike Yo posting wars. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, it, uh, it 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 helped me. It helped me get through. But you know, uh, you can uh, you can only you can only last so long in the posting wars. And there, yeah. but for the grace of God, go I. Yeah, I apologize. Um, I didn't realize that we were going to pour one out for. Your fallen mate there, your uh, obviously your digital mate, but uh, I finished my beer prior to the podcast starting, so no worries. I did. I can't uh, pour one out anymore. One out, accidentally spilling some water next to me. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> water doesn't stain though. That's okay. Well, it doesn't stain. Yeah, no, no. I actually had a friend uh, growing up. He drank diet mountain dew like it was going out of style and it was it was very weird it was like diet mountain dew was like him and his family's thing like and i was always a regular mountain dew kind of person well the whole point of it is is the sugar is it not well right yeah like it is just a, a sugar delivery so right. i mean more yeah. i mean all, all soda is essentially but uh diet mountain dew in particular like that 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 feels like the most defeat the purposey <laughs> soda <laughs> you're probably right on that but the but he like he had a spit take watching god i don't know something on comedy central back in the day it was probably like a whose line is an anyway rerun or something you know <laughs> back in the day and he had a spit take and all over like his carpet rug and i'm like dude oh, no. what happened he's like oh, oh no. It, there's no sugar in it it doesn't stain it's all right 
I'm just like, what? What? Do you think it's yellow by itself? (laughs) I was completely dumbfounded by that. I was like, I mean, at least, you know, we were at the age where we weren't going to, well, we weren't going to get a beating or anything for it. But it was just one of those, it was like, I just shook my head. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's that's some wild stuff. It, maybe it won't draw in ants, but it's certainly going to stain. Would it draw in ants? I don't know. I don't know if the uh, artificial sweetener is, you know. I wouldn't want to find out either, though. No, I wouldn't want to either. But you are calling into this podcast because the... Uh, Cause that laptop did uh, take a crap on you and it's unfortunate. So uh, uh, when is your new laptop scheduled to come in? Hopefully, hopefully sometime on a Monday We're recording this Sunday night, peek behind the curtain. Uh, but yeah. uh, hopefully, hopefully sometime on Monday, uh, I'm, I'm worried that it'll be Tuesday. It is, uh, it is, I, I didn't even think I used my computer that much anymore, but like, no, no, I'm thinking about it all the time. Like, uh, I'm like, ah, like I, I just want to like mindlessly scroll Twitter on my computer, and I'm like, I have to do it on my phone. And I didn't think that that would be an inconvenience at all. But right when I uh, uh, when I when I told Keely, my wife, that your laptop is now defunct, she was like, oh, so that means like everything, podcasting and and tweeting and 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 writing. I was like. Yeah, pretty much his livelihood right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think I lost like too much stuff or anything like that, or wow. certainly nothing that I can't recover eventually. But right, uh, well, that's good. Yeah. So, did you Google on how to like fix it, it like what the problem was or anything like that? Or is it I, just I think like... I, I I think I know. And I think I'll probably try to get it fixed eventually. Okay. But at, at, at this point, it's like, if I, if I do it myself, that's going to be a huge pain. And if I'm wrong, that's going to be like a certain yeah. amount of uh, money flushed. Um, but um, yeah, I was just like, ah, you know, like I've had uh, between my dad and I, we've had this computer for 10 years and it's, it's probably just time. To, yeah. Uh, and, and the, the, it sucks when it goes you know down and it's down and out it's the other that you gotta leap to uh to to replace it and that's a huge cost in itself too and that's if you're like me it's really sucks when you when something that was working perfectly fine all of a sudden is no longer working perfectly fine and you gotta fork over the cash to replace it that that part sucks yep today i know we kind of went on a long-winded first segment uh, of paying tribute to your laptop uh as as riveting as that is uh we want to talk a little bit about summer hockey obviously the uh, the nhl is coming back to do uh some summer hockey things here and uh it's pretty um i guess what we want to debate a little bit is like is this something going forward that maybe the uh the nhl starts later in the year maybe goes through the summer a little bit more than what they already do and uh I think that's kind of what we're going to touch upon today. So uh, definitely stick around for the next uh, little bit of the show here for that. But I do want to talk to you about rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is that family business that's been online 
peddling uh, auto parts now for the last 20 years. And uh, that says something about their stick to and just their overall quality here on uh, online. It's rockauto.com and they've got an online catalog there when you go there that's easy to navigate and has just literally everything. It's, it's like the Perkins menu, you know, it's got literally everything you could ever want, even if it doesn't necessarily fit the cuisine. <laughs> uh, it's got, uh, it's got everything for you. So definitely check out rockauto.com. Um, you know, chain stores have different prices for mechanics when they come in and that's because they're trying to protect the the mechanic. And I have no problem necessarily with that, except, you know, when you're the consumer finally and you need that auto part and you're looking for a good deal, uh, you know, you're, you're the, you know, you're the one getting the markup price on it. Well, Rock Auto has one price for everybody, whether you're a do-it-yourselfer or, you know, just swapping out an auto part here just because you're, you're just doing something quick and cheap or uh, you're the mechanic. So definitely check out rockauto.com there. And uh, you know, when you go to and check out uh, in their, how did you hear about us box, make sure you write in lockdown. So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. Welcome back to lockdown wild here. And uh, it's Joe and Tony guiding the ship. Uh, Tony, I want to talk to you about summer hockey. Obviously, this is uh, different. Usually this late into July, we're talking about prospect development camp after free agency. And, uh, well, that's got all pushed away. And um, we're going to get into, you know, some actual NHL hockey coming up for the remaining 24 teams. And uh, I'm just curious, like, what do you think about hockey in July and August? You know what? Um, I, I think uh, I, I think it's kind of cool. Actually, uh, it sucks that like we won't be able to attend any of the games, and and of course we won't. That's that's the reason that we're having hockey in July and August and September in the first place. But you know, this is normally a a no hockey zone, and even when sports are going in full force, right? Uh, mm-hmm. July and August are the worst time of the year. You know, especially if you if you don't like baseball, you're you're absolutely screwed in the summer months because <laughs> there is there is nothing going on in uh in the in the summer months for you so having like you know a hockey game to tune into in july in august uh but yeah like the idea of having you know in july and august you know some some hockey to tune into uh to sort of to sort of break up that normal routine of just like it's just baseball and and it's not even like you know it's not even like necessarily the pennant race of baseball just yet in mm-hmm. july anyway um so yeah that 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 sounds pretty good to me what does it sound like to you joe well i like the idea and i've always kind of geeked out with the prospect development camp because it is mid-july hockey you know it's hot humid outside and you go inside and it's nice and cool and you get to watch uh you know some hockey in the middle of summer where really it's not kind of supposed to be i remember i remember growing up too in high school and we would I knew a person that kind of worked at the community center in town and, you know, he would call up random days during the summer and would just ask, Hey, you want to skate? And when it was super humid, it'd be foggy on the ice or um, when it was just hot out, it was nice to go indoors and play some, play some hockey and it was cold. And um, I've always kind of liked that part of it. And that's just me in general, but uh, I would say like, yeah, I'm excited for some hockey. And I think that in general, like the, the NHL could could really maybe take this opportunity to really change some things up with their schedule. I mean, when you look at it, their front half of their schedule 
really competes with the NA, with the NFL. And I know the NBA kind of gets in there too, but if you're, I think that the NBA and NHL fan bases are so separate enough that uh, there, I don't think there's a ton of crossover with those two sports going together. Although maybe I if mean, they weren't going together, they could be proud. Yeah. Well, yeah. When the, when the Timberwolves are good, this is uh this is a Timberwolves town. Well, right. But do you think that those fan bases cross over? Uh, I mean, I know, like, I know I, what, what, what's hard to, what's hard to say that for is, is we don't know necessarily what, like a good competitive <laughs> Wolves team knew, looks like. I knew in you were going age. that way with it, but yeah. No, I mean, like we, we really haven't, uh, you know, there was, there was a little bit when Jimmy Butler was on the team and, and yeah, like I saw some crossover then, but you know. That was uh, that was like what a season of excitement, and then Jimmy Butler is like, "Yeah, right. I, don't, I don't like these guys that I'm playing with." Uh, bye. Um, but um, I, you know, I I saw like on my timeline, I mostly follow like hockey, um, right. like hockey centric accounts, right? Uh, yep. But I saw some I saw some excitement for uh for the D'Angelo Russell trade. Like I I, I think that uh, I think that there could be a crossover. Um. You know, sure. with uh, with both the teams firing on all cylinders, but I you, you were making a point, and I, I I went off the trail. No, you're fine. I'm just thinking, like, in order to try to avoid maybe the the bulk of that NFL season, maybe they the, the NHL takes this opportunity with with next season likely starting in in what did they say in December? Tentatively, yeah. I think maybe maybe they take this to really change it up and be a. Uh, you know, starting in the dead of winter, like, like December. I, I think that you would get a lot more attention if your season ends, uh, after the, uh, after the NBA finals and, uh, and before like the pennant races in baseball heat up a lot. Cause, uh, other than that, like what, like I said, like what's ESPN talking about in that time, they're just like talking about like whatever Yankees Red Sox game is going yeah. on. And you can only get so much of that before, you know, you're just like, my God, I cannot, I, I, I do not want to hear any more about uh, trying to think of any modern Red Sox and I can't do it anymore. Um, oh no. This is, yeah, this really I'm blanking hard. on names too, which is funny. Is it Mookie Kurt Betts? Schilling. <laughs> I can't stand to, I mean, I definitely can't stand to hear about Kurt Schilling ever. But, right, right. But is it Mookie Betts is out there now? Uh, he's No, he's not. Name? He's in LA. Oh, okay. yeah. See, this is how current I am. They traded him in uh, in the in the Kenta Maeda trade, as it's known oh, throughout yeah. baseball. Yeah, that is right. Yeah, yeah. The 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 headlining Kenta Maeda trade. That uh, that blockbuster. God, that feels like years ago now, doesn't it? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels <laughs> like I was, you know, uh, I was I was a young whippersnapper then, and then um, then pandemic times hit. I think that it'd be a good opportunity to try to avoid some of that, the bulk of that NFL schedule, let the NFL kind of stand on its own for majority of the months. Obviously you're going to get a lot when it's playoff football in January and February, especially culminating in the Super Bowl. But when you look at it, it's literally only six weeks in January from January to February 1st. So when you look at it now, the NHL doesn't really start like their real, real, like, NBC national channel, like there's their, their broadcast network doesn't really do any NHL games on that until well after the NFL season is over. Um, 
So if that's even the case, why not bank on some of that a little bit more and, uh, and have more regular season games featured on the NBC game of the week um, well after the NFL is over with. So I, I think that there's potentially some hockey-related revenue things that could be bumped up as well. Uh, the last thing I want to say before we go to the break is I know we want to talk about uh, scrimmages and stuff, uh, but the last thing is like, I don't know uh, there you'll, you'll get a lot of pushback if you suggest moving the season uh, back so that it ends in like in July and August or, or wh- wherever it's going to end mm-hmm. uh, going forward here. And you'll get a lot of pushback from like hockey hardos. Yeah. Yep. Who are just like, uh, yeah, you know, we, we can't, we can't finish the game in the summer. It's not, it's not, it's not ice time in the summer. You can't have ice in the summer. So you right. can't play hockey. And I, I just think like we, you, you mentioned it up front, Joe, like we're total nerds who go out to see the hockey prospect games, but you know what else? Uh, you know who else is total nerds? Uh, a few thousand other people who show up to the, those scrimmages <laughs> as well. And not even to see NHL players, right. To, just to see, right. uh, just to see Philip Johansson and, uh, <laughs> Zach Phillips and yeah. And, and Zach Phillips and, and some erring guys that you've like either mm. never or barely heard of. And so, Carson Susie for the 10th time. Yeah. And Carson <laughs> Susie, uh, he'll be a free agent, but he'll still get to go to prospect camp. Um, uh, and, and, and not only that, Joe, like, you know, you do get to see NHL players in, in the beauty league, uh, when when they bring the right. beauty league out every year now, like that's that's getting to be a thing in Minnesota, and I, I I think it's real nice in the summer, especially like this weekend is hot and humid as it was. How cool would it be to go to a rink and watch an NHL game, and just be in in air conditioning ice for yeah. like three hours, and instead of watching you know whatever you know Marvel movie or whatever is out <laughs> right now you can watch hockey. Like that sounds, that sounds really kick-ass to me. Yeah. actually feel the cold in your lungs for a little bit. Yeah, no, I agree. I I do think that just obviously we're, we're kind of hardcores, but I do think like, look for the traditional out there, the traditionalists out there, be open-minded on this a little bit. Like this, this could be something that forever changes the league because I don't know how you squeeze 82 games in starting next December or even January and try to restart the following season in September or I'm well, September would be training camps, but, but October again, like, I don't know how that's possible. So this might be, this is going to have a ripple effect. And so I don't see summer hockey being all of that uh, far fetched right now. And uh, I guess the only thing is, is if you're going to change the dates of your draft and free agency and all that kind of stuff, that obviously needs to be negotiated in the, in the CBA, but you also have to get the feeder leagues like the, the Canadian juniors and the, and the NCAA and stuff like that to, to maybe change their schedules around. And maybe that's harder to do when you've got to make ice in the, in the heat of the summer as well. But uh, it's something to at least be open-minded about. So, well, that's going to do it for this segment. Um, I do want to touch about other summer hockey going on and that's the, uh, the scrimmages and, and 
well, there was only one scrimmage in downtown St. Paul at Tria Rink. The, the Minnesota Wild preparing for their qualifying round series with the Vancouver Canucks. And so they got together. They uh, they, they had both groups face off against each other in a simulated game. And uh, it was a nice little treat for somebody that was has been starving for uh, for hockey for the last four months. So we'll get into that following this break. You're listening to Locked on Wild. Welcome back for the final segment here on Locked on Wild. It's Joe and Tony guiding the ship here. Uh, make sure you check out zonecoverage.com. We did uh, last week a number of articles between Evison's, the, the Evison News and the Kirill Kaprizov News. And so check that out. Uh, but for this week, we've got more stuff planned. Um, and uh, I'm also publishing Monday my review of the uh, individual players from Saturday's scrimmage. Uh, inner squad scrimmage scrimmage in summer camp here. So I do kind of want to touch on some of the takeaways from there because it it kind of ties in with summer hockey in general. Now it was nice to see hockey again. And uh, at the same time, it was like, Oh, well, everybody looks to be in pretty good shape. So um, you got any questions for me, Tony, about the the scrimmage? I know you didn't get necessarily a chance to, uh, to watch it because your computer was shot. Yeah. That was, was that on Friday or Saturday? I can't remember. Saturday. Saturday, yeah. So <laughs> no, I wasn't able to watch it. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm kind of interested. I, I think um, I think the one that I, I'm most interested, just because I've seen him uh, the absolute least, is uh, Kalen Addison. How did he look? You know, Kalen Addison. I thought uh, he skates really well, um, and he's definitely got an offensive instinct. And I would say that. Uh, he even showed some poise as being like kind of like the last man back handling the puck with some pressure on him. And so I do think like he certainly looks good out there. Doesn't look out of place. Uh, I would say there's still some rookie things that, you know, he's, he'd have to learn quickly that he can't necessarily get away with some of the stuff like that, that he does in juniors. Uh, But overall I was pleased with kind of his showing out there. Now I don't think he's going to, necessarily get in and play and i do think maybe he's another year or two away but um overall i thought he he, he skates really well he's fast he's quick he's a right-handed shot which is nice and um i think that uh you know he held his own fine out there he certainly didn't look out of place mm-hmm. uh speaking of right-handed shots uh let's uh let's talk about uh one matt dumba too like he you know, had uh, 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 some struggles this season. And I, I think he was starting to pick it up before the break. Like things were getting better. He was getting maybe more comfortable after, you know, coming back from that torn pectoral muscle that, that took him out for about 50 games last year and, uh, and, and kept him off the ice for eight or nine months, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Matt Dumba has this layover. He comes back into the scrimmage. How do you think he looked? I thought he looked like he was ready to skate laps around everybody. I thought he looked like he was ready to skate through the end boards. Uh, he looked fantastic. Now we didn't necessarily get to see him too much, like tee it up and, and unleash his, his slap shot or anything like that. Uh, obviously there weren't and uh, maybe not obviously, but they weren't calling penalties. I mean, it was a scrimmage. So it was, it was entirely three periods played five on five. Uh, but I thought, he looked fast. He looked great. I thought he looked really solid in the defensive zone. Um, he also looked very good in transition. He made at least one play. He made a nice uh, headman pass, blue line to blue line, to uh, to 
spring a player in all alone. Um, you know, especially in the first period, he looked very, very active. And, uh, you know, that was with out Brody along his side as well. I mean, they, they kind of changed up the pairs a little bit because of so many defensemen in camp. And I thought that uh, he looked, he looked really great on, on both ends playing more of a, a facilitator role so much in the offensive zone uh, than necessarily the trigger man at this point. But um, I do think that uh, he, he looked great. So I, I was really pleased with him. I, he just, I, just I, I feel like he's chomping at the bit to really come back. He scored three goals prior to the break. And I think he was really starting to feel good about himself again. And uh, he's also got a little bit longer hair now. So it's kind of funny seeing with him with his helmet off. All right. Um, so, uh, I, I guess, uh, I guess, uh, who I, uh, maybe on the forward side, I think, I think from what I saw, all the defensemen were just like, uh, all of our, our beautiful defensemen are amazing and we'd <laughs> yeah. love to see them. I, the I guess, the forward, great. I, I, I guess with the, uh, I guess with the forwards, what I, what I got to ask you is, you know, I, I, I saw some buzz about Fiala. I saw, uh, him, uh, standing out a little bit. I, uh, saw that, uh, that some, or like Zach Parise got the uh, game winning goal mm-hmm. in the, in overtime, in the scrimmage, but I guess among the, I guess, lesser heralded guys, was there anyone who stood out to you? I would say, I thought Jordan Greenway looked pretty solid. Um, obviously he wasn't going to play physical being that this was an inner squad scrimmage and they're, you know, it's, they're, they're playing basically for the same team. So I, I guess I get completely like not trying to level guys, but I thought he got set up real nicely by Spurgeon for a goal. Um, he had a nice deflection from a suitor, a fluttering suitor shot that uh, was eventually waved off because for high sticking. But uh, you know, when you're, I keep shaking my head at Greenway's size every time you see him out there and you see some of these scrimmages at uh, tree of rank where you're much closer to the ice, or at least the camera is much closer to the ice. It's just you shake your head because it's like he's such a, a behemoth out there. And obviously, you know, we're looking for him to use his size more. And uh, but I thought I thought he looked really solid out there, really strong, really skated well. I thought he was a, a, a part of the uh, the rush quite a bit. And um, I guess for the negative side of it, I thought Matt Zuccarello looked um, looked not great. It's not that he, I, I thought his passing and his hands were on point for the most part, but when he got an opportunity to shoot the puck, he missed a lot of nets and from in fairly in close too. And, and it's almost echoes of like the Pominville thing. It's just like, he's there, his head's there. He can, he can skate just fine with, with along with the rush. And he's got the creative ability to, to make good passes, but man, his shooting and just how badly he's missing some of these nets. And it seemed like it just it kept compiling on him. So uh, I would say those two players, I thought Greenway for the unheralded's uh, looked pretty solid. And then uh, maybe not so great was uh, was Zuccarello. Oh, okay, I got to ask about Fiala, 30 seconds or less on Fiala. Uh, Fiala didn't score, um, had a stick break on, on him and a great chance. But overall, like Stills carries the puck really great, still flashy. Uh, through the neutral zone, a lot of speed. Uh, didn't look like he uh, he missed a beat too much. Um, I know. I think you read a little bit afterwards that he was frustrated when it came to uh, not scoring on some of those chances. And I guess that's the way I want my goal scorer to be. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm not too worried about Fiala. I expect him to have another showing that's going to be great on Thursday scrimmage. Anyone take an early lead in the goaltending race? I would say that 
Staylock was better than Dubnik. Uh, I was expecting Dubnik to really come in and play well. He had a couple of good saves, but uh, I didn't like the the goal that he gave up against Luke Johnson. It was kind of a, a peel it off the wall and a shot from the high slot just inside the blue line that beat him, low blocker. I just don't see that being a goal that you, you should be giving up. Um, but I thought Capo Kakinen came in and really, really played well in the third period. Now we only saw 20 minutes from him, but uh, he looked to be calm and uh, and confident and, and cool in there. So right now, early lead, probably Staylock, who kept uh, the team uh, against him because I think they re- rotated the teams uh, to one goal. And um, and Kakinen is probably right behind him. All right. For the rest of that, I'm probably going to read the article that you're going to write for tomorrow. Yeah, check that out on zonecoverage.com. Tony, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, funny you should ask. You can find me on twitter.com slash Tony, And then uh, you can also find my work at zonecoverage.com. I don't have anything coming up in uh, on Monday, but uh, <laughs> I had four articles up last week, so you can check those out. Well, at this point, you don't have an apparatus to be writing on either. So, <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we hope to see uh, some stuff from you soon over on zonecoverage.com. Speaking of zonecoverage.com, you can follow me at joeboo15 as well as all my work at Zone Coverage. I had uh, three articles up. I've got more coming out this week. Uh, like like Tony said, I've got an article coming out uh, today, Monday, uh, kind of recapping the, the scrimmage. So check that out with more players on that list. Uh, that we just talked about. So check that out. Definitely. That's going to do it for today's show. If you liked today's show, please hit subscribe. So your device sends it to you every time there's a new episode without having to do any work, please leave a review and a rating on whatever podcast service you use. You can follow the podcast on Twitter. Just look up at locked on wild. You can get in touch with us via email. Just email us at locked on wild at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Be sure to check us out every Monday through Friday to stay on top of everything revolving around your team every day.